podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. All right, the Reds, it's an Anfield rap special. I'm Gareth Roberts and I've got with me Paul, a man founder of the LFC LGBT supporters group Cop Out. I've got Peter Moore, you probably know who he is, the CEO at Liverpool. Tony Barrett as well, Head of Club and Supporter Engagement. We're here for a specific reason. We're going to be talking about songs and chants and one in particular... Uh, and it is one involving Chelsea. Uh, we are playing them in the FA Cup tomorrow. Uh, there have been previous incidents around this particular chant. It's one you've probably heard if you go to the match regularly over the years. It is the Rent Boys shout that we hear at the match. Uh, this has been going on for a long, long time, not just involving Liverpool, involving other sets of supporters. Uh, we've heard it lots of times. Uh, kick it out have condemned it. Various people have condemned it. There's been threats of bans and fines, and yet it does continue. It does prevail. Um, and so we've got together to have a bit of a chat about it and about why it's wrong and about why it should be jibbed and why it should not be associated with Liverpool anymore. Uh, I'll start with you, uh, Paul. Um, I mean, this is something where, for me, it's it's really quite simple. If anyone at the match who supports Liverpool or supports any team really is uncomfortable about something, then it's something that we maybe shouldn't do. And, and, and for me, this draws parallels with the situation we had with the Divock Origi flag where... You know, some lads just thought, it wasn't meant like that, though. It wasn't, I don't mean it like that, I mean it like this. And it's like, that's not really an argument if someone in the ground, anyone in the ground, is feeling uncomfortable. Absolutely. I mean, the time when it hit home, how visceral it left you feeling was when I was watching the game with my mate Joan, who's a lifelong red, from the world, came to her first match with me. Sitting in the main stand with me, we were watching Chelsea, uh, we were beating them, and then as they moved forward, felt like the whole cop exploded with Chelsea rent boys, and it just felt unnecessary, cheap, and divisive. We looked at each other, and we felt disgusted. We felt like, this isn't the club that we love doing this. This is people chanting the cheapest of chants. Our club's better than this. Since then, we've had the opportunity to work with more fan groups, to engage with more people on it, explain how offensive it is. We wouldn't want to see, you know, none of us would want to see uh, a women's team having whores chanted at them, Mm. having lesbians chanted at them. We wouldn't want that. So what we're asking for is chant loudly, chant proudly, chant positively. And Peter, this is something that, that goes back 40 years, the, the origins of this particular chant. But, you know, time's moved on. Uh, we're in 2020. Liverpool has been very out there supporting LGBT supporters. Uh, there's obviously the groups. There's obviously yourself. You know, you yeah. see yourself at Liverpool Pride and things like that. So you're here today. Um, it, it's a good show of support from yourself to come down and, and want to speak on this subject. Why, why are you so passionate about well, it? Exactly, Gareth. And to Paul's point, I think we're better than this. Um, you know, we were the first football club, Premier League football club, to march in a Pride parade. I march every year at the front of the Pride parade right with cop-outs with Paul alongside me and I think it's indicative of who we are as a football club who we are as a city Um, this is a city that's been based upon integration diversity inclusion our culture is is all races coming together you know from the 1800s onwards we're a seafaring city and you walk around the city you look at the city and and you listen to the people and their history of how they got here. For us as a football club, still to have these cheap, abusive chants in our repertoire go through me. Um, you know, more than any, uh, you know, I've started, in, I've been here two and a half years, and I can almost characterize the clubs that come to us and sing nothing but abuse 
and the stuff we get annoyed yeah, Gareth do. we get annoyed when somebody <laughs> sings sign on or you'll never work again or um, you know bin dippers all of those horrific stereotypes about the people of this wonderful city and we get annoyed at that and yet when we're chanting homophobic chants at Chelsea as, as, as our go-to and Paul and I were talking earlier and Tony and I were talking we bet 90% of the people who chant this don't even know really what it means yeah. and don't know the roots of it so my message as a football club is we're bigger than this, we're better than this. We've got a set list of songs we need to get through before we get to abuse, right? Let's sing about Bobby. Let's sing about Sadio. Let's sing about Jordan now. You know, let's sing about Allison. Let's do the Fields of Anfield Road. We don't need this. Unlike most football clubs, we have this magnificent set list that, that, that actually celebrates our football club, not abuses the opposition. Yeah, I think I think Peter's right, isn't he, Tony? And that you know, it, it can be seen by a lot of people. Maybe it's just throwaway. They're not really having to think about it. It's just something that is in what Peter's just called the set list. And so it's here we are at Stamford Bridge again. This is what we sing. This is what we've been singing since the eighties, and it'll just it'll just start. It happens, and before you know, people are singing it and not really having to think about that you're actually singing a song about male prostitution. You know, maybe thinking, you know, I've heard people justify it and say, no, 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 it's about Abramovich and it's about the fact that they bought a load of players for, for a lot of money and things like that. But again, you, everyone just needs to have a bit of a think here. And from from your perspective as well, as as a role that sort of support and supporters, if you like, I said at the top there, that there is the threat there as well of potential fans, potential bands. We've seen Kicker out saying, you know, clubs need to get stronger on this. And in the past, you know, you don't have to do a bit of a Google search to see how often it's come up before. Nottingham Forest fans, West Ham fans, Man United fans, us in the past as well. You know, it does need to change, doesn't it? Yeah, and listen, the, the, the threat of, of action from the authorities is always there. I, I come at this from a different direction. I come at this from listening to support themselves, in this case, listening to Paul. Um, every time we play Chelsea, every time we play Brighton, you'll see Paul through cop-outs on Twitter, just asking people, please don't sing this. Yeah. The reason simply hates people. It hates people. It makes them feel marginalised. It makes them feel that they don't belong to their football club. And in that, that's my biggest concern is that there will be people in the in the away and in the, in the home end of Stamford Bridge who feel, you know what, this does marginalise me. This makes me feel like I'm not wanted a football ground. And we can't have that. We can't have anyone come to football grounds feeling like they're not wanted. It's that's just not right in lots of fronts. But I think it's equally important to. For, for all of us to have a little think about our own behaviour, it mightn't be currently, but mate, in the past, I'm sure there's, Gareth, me and you went the match at the time and there's plenty of chances that you now look back on and I certainly would have been involved in them. I look back now with, with plenty of regret and as, yep. a, as a much more mature, more rounded, more informed, hopefully individual, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get involved in them now. But as a 15, 16, 17, 18 year old lad on the cop, certain songs were sung and, and I, I would get involved and that's the same for a lot of people now so it is about education this isn't about being overly judgmental and I, I would hope and, I, and and Paul tell me if, correct me if I'm wrong but I've been involved in lots of conversations with, with, with people on, on forums who tell me actually we're not looking for people to be banned we just want people to stop and we want people to understand why it hurts yeah. and that's the key for me the more we can educate and, and this would be a part of that hopefully more we can educate people into why it, it shouldn't happen. Maybe then it stops. Maybe then people, and it's not the threat of bands that'll stop this. It's just people understanding the damage it does. There's an issue as well, isn't it, Paul, with, with what about tree, basically? So, you know, uh, Peter's touched on it there that, you know, other fans sing X and other fans sing Y. And, you know, like, so, you know, I, I personally have condemned Chelsea fans in the past for saying, I don't understand why you're, 
you're turning up at Anfield or at Goodison and, and singing Feed the Scousers, for instance, because that's a bit grim when you've just walked past the food bank. But again, you know, we, we shouldn't label a whole set of supporters over a champ we've heard. You know, so we, we shouldn't go, all of them are this, so therefore that justifies this. You know, that, that that's a problem as well, isn't it? Sort of labelling whole swathes of supporters with something and then using that as a justification for something which is, you know, patently wrong. You know, we, we've talked about this earlier. Let's support positively. Um, responding with negatives does not leave us to feel like we're the best team in the world, that we're the best fans in the world. We've got a lot to be proud of. We've got a lot to celebrate. We've got a huge repertoire of songs. Let's get on with those and support our club in the best way we possibly can. I'm sure it doesn't encourage one of our team to be shouting abuse at the other team. It certainly encourages our team to perform at their best when they've got the roar of the cop behind them. Gareth, Gareth, what, yeah. what I would say, man, I, I think there'll be a lot of people listening to this who say, when we're in the weigh-ins, when we're at Anfield, we, we put up a lot. We put up a lot of chance yeah, yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, West Ham last week, always the victim, never your fault, came out and it makes me, it, it winds me up. There's yeah, no question about it. The, the subtext of that's horrendous, whatever way you look at it. Yeah. I know people try and justify that in various ways. Uh, just just the, the, the use of the word victim should 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 start off a conversation of, of why, why is this happening. There's other stuff, there's all the, the poverty chance that Peter referred to and, and listen, if, if anyone at other clubs would like us to talk about that, I'm more than happy to. Yeah. Um, I think the difference with this one is it is our own fans and it's affecting our own fans. And so that's the it's getting your ho- own house in order first and then you can look at other stuff. But the minute we've got we've got people from the LGBT community who go and live pool away and who go and have, to Anfield and they hear this song and it, and it, it, it hates them. Mm. And that's not right. We can't, that, that's something that we need to fix. There's, there's other songs as well, isn't it? You know, we're here, we're talking about this, and there's other stuff among the repertoire that we still hear at Liverpool. You know, now, now and then, that isn't great as well, is that? I mean, you know, how, how do you think that you know all of us here around this table can help to influence basically what is ingrained behaviour? I mean, you know, one of the ones we talked about just before we started was you hear Everton wives run for your lives. I mean, that's domestic violence we're talking about. I, I, I get contact about that song. I do, you do from. Uh, people who are involved in in looking after women who've been the victims of domestic abuse, and again, that's one of those. That's an unthinking thing. You don't think of the the the, the impact it has outside of a chance at a football ground, but it does. Um, the risk is, and we'll be accused. This is is football's being sanitised, and my argument, my counter arguments, that's always the same. It's not that anyone's sanitised football. I want the rough and tumble. I want an edge. I I want Liverpool Chelsea to be played in the kind of atmosphere it should be. We're not two sets of fans who are going to get on particularly well. We come from different backgrounds. We see the world differently. There will be an edge, and, and that should be cherished. It's something we want. But the only way we can have that edge is if we get rid of, rid of the stuff that crosses the line. The stuff that crosses the line takes into different territory. And what we don't want is the, is the days after the after the, this Chelsea game to be dominated by what Liverpool sports mm. have sung. Because if that happens, then that again that opens up a different conversation, and, and hopefully we don't need to get there. Hopefully, people will be starting to wake up to this. That this is just something we can do without. Peter, what 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 sort of goes on? I mean, I know you you you're involved in an awful lot of stuff, and your role's huge, if you like. But you know, you do you talk to your counterparts at other clubs about that? Do you talk about people at maybe the Premier League or the FA about things like this? About supporter behaviour, about education, about how these things can change? Yeah, I mean, we have, through the Premier League, um, 
advanced level equality standard and and it comes underneath this the premier league to their credit many years ago saw this as an issue here and then have graded clubs for their ability to have equality diversity and inclusion values to act upon those values not only on the terraces but with our staff on on game day gath we've got 2800 people who need to act in that way we have very clear policies that our stewards adhere to when they hear abusive homophobic racist uh, anti-semitic um, chanting um, and and they act upon that and i can tell you uh, from when i see the stewards reports 99.9 percent of the fans who hear it report and then help the stewards get these people out of the ground. Because without trying to pat ourselves on the back at Liverpool, I think we have this great understanding of what's right and what's wrong. And, and to Tony's point in the old days, look, I grew up on the cops singing Eiadio and when the Reds go marching in and we're going to win the league and Shankly and, 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 and all of the things that got behind a club. It was only in the 70s and 80s it started to turn. And the one thing I would say as well, when I, we sit here on a Monday morning, we think what's going on in the world right now both politically and with far right wing that are trying politicians, major politicians that are trying to divide us as as races, as countries, as 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 religions. This is no place. A football ground is no place to continue to propagate that belief. And and, and I worry about you know English football having lived um, so far away for so long. When, and we're just getting rid of the hooligan thing. When the jokes live in America, when they hear about soccer and, you know, are you fighting? You're going for a fight? Well, and eventually we're erasing that. What we don't want to be now is to, to replace that with hatred, right? And, and, and that's the key. This is a world that needs, look, the last couple of weeks, it's be kind, right? You've heard that. It went from yeah. me too to be kind. And with everything that's gone on and what social media continues to propagate, I saw, and many of you would have seen a horrific image last night of Troy Deeney superimposed on a Hillsborough uh, yeah. photograph. And, 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 and I traced it back to some guy who looked like he was older than me. And, and I, you know, the fans have got all over it. But if we allow that to continue to happen, it's a downward spiral. Yeah. And it's not going to happen at Liverpool Football Club on my watch. I mean, Paul, you know, you can listen to this conversation and, and, and sort of maybe get a little bit depressed by it, that we're talking about this in 2020, that we have to have this conversation, that we have to put this podcast out, that we have to have these people in the room. But would you say that, you know, in terms of what Peter's talking about there, maybe a little bit of self-policing, challenging this behaviour, has that improved as you've been a Liverpool supporter? Massively. I mean, I've been supporting the club all my life. I've been able to get to the match regularly since 2003. I've seen it change and improve. It ebbs and it flows. We've got to be sensible as fans in a way to say to your mate who's, who's being abusive, knock it on the head, stop that, Um and if they ask why, explain why. Most people will listen. Most people will go, you know what, wasn't even thinking that. And they'll stop it. What we've got to do is engage with each other, talk with each other, and things do improve. Since working with the likes of Spirit of Shankly, working with the club, fans have started to actually check their behaviour a little bit. Not to sanitise it, not to get rid of the edge that's important when you're passionately supporting your club, but certainly not to do stuff that is patently abusive to fellow fans 
There you go. Uh, lots and lots of sense around the table there. Hopefully, it, it has made you think. It has made you maybe spark a conversation with your friends. Maybe just think about your behaviour or the behaviour of some of your friends at times and maybe whether you need to have a conversation with them. Um, we've all got friends. We've all done things ourselves as well. I mean, there's no need to sort of, you know, polish it. Tony mentioned there, you know, when we're younger, what we might have done and might not have done. Uh, I'm, I'm the same as well. There's the stuff I've done I'm not proud of. Uh, this isn't to preach. This is to make you think. Hopefully, it has made you think. Uh, thanks to everyone around the table. That has been an Anfield Rap special. Sports Social Podcast Network.